Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord would not hold him guiltless that take his name in vain. So, as we said, uh, when you read the pretext to the show, that a lot of people interpret this, interpret the scripture to mean many different things. And, uh, by the way, my name is uh, Hashiyah, and what is the brother? Dawiyah, and uh, Shalom, brothers and sisters out there. I'm from the body of Christ. And uh, we're going to deal with this issue according to the scripture. Yeah, there's well, well, there's a lot of people out here that uh, don't really understand this scripture, and um, taking the Lord's name, um, His name in vain, means so many other things, but what the world is talking about. So you know, they're always talking about using the word. Well, we're gonna go into it anyway. When we play the clip, we're gonna go into a couple clips we have that we're gonna show how other people view this point. But we're gonna bring out according to the scripture what it really means to take the Lord's name in vain. Um, you want to add to that before we move on? Play the clip? No, well, we, we play the clip, and um, the clip basically says it all. Because, you know, we grow up in this society, and as we always say, in this society, you'll find that a lot of things that we teach growing up, coming up from a young man to, to being an adult, you know, they have a lot of different things that people say pertaining to religion and pertaining to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. When you start reading, you find out that it's not based according to the word, but it's just like old folk tale that's just handed down from generation to generation. That's true. And people run with it as as if it, as if it was thus said the Lord. And we used to do that. Yeah. <laughs> we used to do the same thing. So it's not taking nothing away from the people out here that just have lack of knowledge. Um, we were once one of those people that had lack of knowledge and didn't really understand the words uh, of the scriptures ourselves because we was believing what was ever told to us. Exactly. You know, that society pushed out or our pastors or our mothers, grandmothers, fathers, whatever. You know, so the things that was uh, given to us through them. 
But you know what? Before we even start, before you even play that clip, go to First Peter four and eleven. You know, uh, Kakam's favorite scripture, First uh, Peter, or one of them anyway. First Peter is four and eleven. I want you to read that before we even get started, just to lay down a little foundation before we really go right into it, because a lot of people really believe that using the word God, you know, after so many, you know, using the word God in so many words, like God is His name. God is just a title, but the whole world looks at it like that's his name. So if you use the word God, you're taking his name in vain. If you know, if you use other words after that that word God, that looks like you're taking his name in vain. And we're gonna prove that according to scriptures that that is going to so much more than than what the people think it is. But uh first Peter four and eleven, let's read that. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. That God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So what is the oracles of God, brother? The Bible. The Bible. That's the oracles of God. So if any man speak, we got to speak according to the word of the Most High. Exactly. So anything that we bring out has to be according to the scripture, not according to our mind. Right? It's funny you say that because that goes right along with the topic as we're going to... Go into later, mm-hmm. you know, sort of jump ahead. That that's a form of taking the names Lord in vain by saying exactly. he said something that he didn't say that he did not say at all. Give me um Proverbs three to give it a little bit more of a um to go more into it, a little more of a balance to it. Proverbs three, and let's read verse five. Because the whole world got to understand if you believe in God and you call yourself a Christian. That you got to really understand when you read this Bible, you got to believe the words and the oracles of God that's written in this Bible. And that's what you got to teach. And that's what you got to follow. Outside of that is wickedness. It's vanity. It's vanity. Exactly. Vanity. Uh, Proverbs 3 and 5. Read that. Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Stop there. So trusting the Lord with all your heart means the oracles of God, brother. Exactly. We just read that the oracles of God is how we got to speak. In other words, that's what we got to teach out of. So now we got to trust in the Lord with all our heart, meaning trust in the oracles, trust in the Bible. Read on. And lean not into thy own understanding. So anything that is opposite in the oracles of God, anything that's opposite in trusting the Lord, meaning his word, right, you'll be leaning on your own understanding. Just like a lot of these things that they take this scripture out of context about taking the Lord thy name in vain. They don't really understand what that means because they're leaning on their own understanding, brother. So this is something that people got to understand that is much more serious than you thinking the word God, which is a title and is not his name. And you're so focused on the name part and you're not focused on what the scriptures are saying as far as what does this really mean? <laughs> all right. Read the whole read the whole verse all the way out through verse seven. You want me to start again? Yeah. Yeah. Read the verse five. Good. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him, and he will direct thy path. So in all your ways, you got to acknowledge him. So in anything you do, you have to acknowledge what the Most High says in the oracles of God. And you have to trust in his word. But a lot of people are trusting in society. A lot of people are trusting in people with PhDs and, and, you know, all these degrees. People that are eloquent speakers out here, they trust in them. People trust in their mother, their father, their husband. You know what I'm saying? Their doctor, whoever they trust in. All right, that's who they trust in, their pastors. But they don't want to trust in the word of the Most High. 
it says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Read verse um, 7. Um, Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. So anything that's opposite of the Bible is evil. So we have to trust in the most high God, and we cannot trust in anything else but him. And those sayings, like you said, folklore stories, people that brought things to us in their understanding, we have to read the scriptures and see if they bring into us what God is really saying. Prove it to me in the scriptures. Yeah. You just can't tell me anything. And that's what it is. The whole world, this whole world, their belief structure is based upon things that's not that you can't even find in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a shame. It's all folklore, folk tales, and things handed down that people never even read. Mm-hmm. Most people haven't even read the Bible. Exactly. <laughs> what, you want to bring out a point? You want to bring out something? No, no. I'll just... All right. So we're going to play this clip and get started. And um, Laura's will, you guys will hear the clip clear. But another way we can take the Lord's name in vain is by saying, oh, my God, or oh, God. Now, certainly cursing is the most obvious way. I don't think I have to remind you that God's last name is not damn. And we've heard people say that, and I cringe every time I hear it. Uh, Of all profanity, that is the one that irritates me and bothers me, because that is the name of my God that they are using. But there's another way, and it's just when people say God carelessly, oh, God. God, I can't believe this. Just to make a point, oh, God, you know, you'll hear sometimes uh, young people having a conversation. I'm all like, are you going to go? He's all, look, I'm not going to go. I'm like, oh, my God, I hope you go. He's all, right? Heard that? Honestly believe that's taking the Lord's name in vain. Don't use God's name like that. Let's make a point. I mean, that is the name of the Lord. Don't use it like that. And sometimes people will use God's name to make a sale. Oh, yes, uh, you know, we're a Christian business, and, and that's great if you want to say you're a Christian business. I just... Yeah, so what was that pastor's name? Do you did, did you remember his name? Uh, no, no. Well, we have to go back and find out what his name is. Maybe um, Lord's Will in a minute will bring out his name. But anyway, he's a he's a pastor, um, and he was teaching. And as you heard him, you know, speak, he was talking about how the word "goddamn," you know, is a bad word, and God, the, his last name, I didn't know his last name was "damn." <laughs> so we just want to matter of fact, you got the other clip. Yeah. Play that other clip back to back, so you can see what other people think about um, taking the Lord thy name in vain. <clears throat> All right, here goes the second clip. Yeah. And then we'll build on. It. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Uh, just a quick little video I want to bring to you right now, basically about what it means to misuse the name of the Lord. Um, there's several different ways you can do this. Uh, you can say God, and then you can say a bad word behind it. Um, <clears throat> you can uh, you can stub your toe, and you can say uh, Jesus in, in a real bad way. Instead of saying a curse word, you go Jesus. And some people will say Jesus Christ in a real horrible way. Because they're upset. Uh, I had somebody walk up in a line and they walked up and said, oh, you know, because they looked and there was a line. Um, people are so quick to use the Lord's name as a filthy word. Um, some people will say holy and then they'll add a bad word behind it, like cow or like, you know, the word. And they just say it. 
And they don't realize that the, the word holy, what it really represents, and it would be considered misusing the name of the Lord. And the Bible says that anybody who misuses the name of the Lord shall not be found guiltless. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. The Lord will not serve you in weakness, but take his name in vain. Another thing that I've noticed is you don't want to use God's name as, uh, I don't know, when you finish somebody, let's say you're, you're a woman, you were upset with your, your boyfriend, you got him cheating on you. So you told him off, you let him hear your mind, and you finished it up with a slap because he deserved it or something. Well, I've noticed people will be telling somebody off, and at the very end of it, they'll go, Jesus bless you. And uh, that's very borderline to using God's name in vain as well. You don't tell someone off and finish it off with a Jesus bless you or a God bless you. Let's keep that part real. Let's really mean it when we say, you know what? God bless you, and may Jesus bless and keep you, or something like that. Let's not, let's not just make it towards something that doesn't even have meaning. We just say it, because it's, you know, it's like a tagline. You just drop it on the end of everything. Anyways, just a little something I thought I'd tell you guys. Love you guys, and may the Lord bless and keep and lead and talk. All right, um, so we just that's just some guy. He's not a um, just some average guy on the street. He just was bringing out his thoughts and views on what what it is to take the Lord our name in vain. And we also have it up in the chat room too. Um, um, the first, well, actually, the first guy, actually, the last guy that was just speaking, he's the first one we have up in the chat room. Um, what's that? YVR. He's under YVR. Um, but the other guy, the first guy that we played on YouTube. He's the second one we have up there under the J um, J39, but you'll see it up there in the chat room if you guys are looking on the computer. But anyway, now you understand that some of the views of what people say, you stub your toe, you hit your toe, you say, oh, Jesus Christ, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know, you get mad and you say, God damn, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of people are really looking at that as a serious crime in the eyes of the Most High. And like the first video we played, this was actually a pastor mm-hmm. in front of speaking in front of a, con- a congregation and telling them that. So the whole congregation is getting that type of interpretation that that that's what taking the Lord's name in vain is means. So as long as they're not saying "Oh my God" or mm-hmm. or God, you know, D the D word, mm-hmm. God damn, and things of that nature. Yeah. If they're not doing that, they're not breaking that commandment. Exactly. So. You know, we want to look at the scriptures. See, is, is that the case? Is that exactly the totality of breaking that commandment? Exactly, and that's what we want to prove today. But first and foremost, I want to prove that the word God is used in several different meanings. All right, so I want to prove that real quick before we even move forward. Give me a, a St. John's chapter ten, real quick. All right, we're going to show you according to the scriptures. We said earlier, according to the oracles of God. It's how we can find these things out, right? So we just want to prove to you that God is used as a title, okay, in several different places in the Bible. And I'm going to pick about three or four of them real quick, and then I'll give it to you if you want to pull out something also. And then we're going to move on. St. John chapter 10, um, start at verse uh, Start at verse 31. Okay, St. John's 10, 31. Mm-hmm. Jesus answered them, many good works have no. I... 
31, verse 31. Chap, uh, St. John chapter 10, verse 31. Okay, okay, so uh-huh. okay. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. So the Jews was grabbing stones to stone who? Jesus Christ. It's talking about Jesus Christ. But the, the point is, the reason why I went to verse 31, just to show you who is the people that was talking to Christ and who was grabbing the stones. It was the Jews. So let's keep that in mind. Remember? Jesus answered them, many good works. Have I showed you from my father? For which of these works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. So check that out. So they're saying that Jesus Christ called himself God, right? So letting you know that we got the God Almighty, meaning the Father, then you got his son Jesus Christ, which they're saying that you calling yourself God now, right? So he's talking to the Jews on you. Now read on. What did Jesus say? Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I say ye are God? So <laughs> this is the part that people got to understand. Where is it written at? In what law? You understand? It's written in the Old Testament that God told the Jews that ye are God. So the whole children of Israel are God's brother, according to the scriptures, right? Yeah, sons of God. Yeah. Sons of God. But let's read on. We're going to explain it, mm-hmm. but read on. Read 35, 34, and 35 together. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I say ye are gods? Read. If he called them gods, unto whom the word of God came, mm. And the scriptures cannot be broken. So first of all, we're just going to add this to it. The word of God came to who? The Israelites, the Jews. Yeah. All right. We're just throwing that in there just to let the people know that. Okay. Now the word of God came to the Jews and he's saying that it's written and the scripture can't be broken. You are called gods. Meaning the scripture can't be broken. Meaning it can't be a lie. You are gods. I want to go to that real quick. Let's go to Psalms chapter 82. Just to, just to show you where it's written at and then we're going to move on. All right. Because... A lot of people don't understand what it means where we're saying that ye are God. So we're going to go to Psalms 82 so they can understand what does that really mean. Psalms chapter 82, read verse 6. I have said ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. That's how come we are gods, brother, because we are the children of God. You understand? So God just means power. You know, it's just a power. And the children of Israel had power at one time over the whole earth. We had power of the, um, over the other nations. You understand? We had power. We were the children of God. He gave us everything. There's also a scripture, um, I don't recall where it's at right now. I know it's in, like, in the law. I believe it's in Deuteronomy where it said that you shall reverence the gods. Oh, okay. And it was talking about the judges of Israel. Exactly. Like the, you know, the people that would judge over them because they were using the, the words of the Heavenly Father to judge the people, not their own opinion or their own thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's why Christ basically said, you know, um, and when he when he said that statement in um, St. John's, he was saying, if the scriptures call them gods unto whom the word of God came, because having the word of God is supposed to put you in that image like God. Exactly. That's if you're following it. Exactly. That's why in um, Genesis he said the man had become like one of us. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, um, um, how's the how's word that that's worded again? Uh, I know what you're saying though. Yeah. But the point, the point to be, well, you have become as gods. No, you, you have become as gods, knowing good and evil. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we have that knowledge. We have the knowledge of the word of the Most High. 
And the thing that we got to see in St. John's 10 is that he said he's the son of God. You understand? That's the point. So they're, they're saying that um, that's blasphemy. You're calling yourself a God, that you're the son of God. Mm-hmm. So that's the point to be made there is that the Israelites are the son of God also, and we are gods according to the scripture. But the most high God is our power and our God. And all we do is rep- he represents he represents righteousness. And we're under him. We're the children of God, and we got to follow that righteousness. That's what makes us gods. And we got to put down the, the judgment and the order around the earth. And that's going to come real soon, brother, when Christ shows up on the scene. But anyway, just showing you another way of how God was used. Now give me um, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Just showing you a couple scriptures on how the word God is being used in the Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 6, read verse 13. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, and serve him, and shalt, sh- and shalt swear by his name. So that's talking about the Most High God, the God of Israel, yeah. that created everything, right? Now read verse 14. You shall not go after other gods. So who's this other God that is talking about? <laughs> Let's read on. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way. Yeah. You shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are... Round about you. Yeah, talking about the other nations. Yeah, the other philosophies. Yeah, the other theories and philosophies because their ways are of Satan. So they got other customs and the way they serve their God. So he's saying there is another God. There's some gods out there, and I don't want you following those gods. Remind me of the book of Psalms where it says the gods of the nations are idols. Mm -hmm. But the Lord made the heavens. But it still use the name God, like you said. It's still using the word God. So I'm just focused on the word God, showing you that it's used in different and when you read the Bible, it's used in different ways, by, not just by the God of Israel, the creator. It's also used by letting you know that the children of Israel were called gods because they're the children of God. And now we're finding in the Bible that the word gods was also used for the other nations. All right? But read verse 15. Read 14 and 15 together. You shall not go after other gods of the gods of the people which are round about you. Mm-hmm. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you. Lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. Because he doesn't want us to follow the other gods. That's why the Most High will get angry. That's where his wrath will come from, because of us following the customs of other gods. All right? Go to um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 real quick. Just showing you that God is a title and is being used not just for the Most High God. But right here, the last one we just read, it was used for other gods of the other nations. All right. Now let's go to 2 Corinthians 4 and read. Let's go right to the point. Uh, actually, no. Read verse, read, start at verse 1. You might as well read 1 through 4. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness, nor handing the word of God deceitfully. The reason why I was going to go to the point, but the reason why I'm going to the scripture is because a lot of people are handing the word of God deceitfully. Mm-hmm. They're not teaching what the word of God is saying. Like we said earlier, they're not teaching out the oracles of God, but they're teaching out of their own mind. They're leaning upon their own understanding. Even a Christian dude that used the word goddamn or, or, or Jesus Christ or how could you, oh gosh. Oh, or yeah, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, where are you getting this from? Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're showing you a corner. We're going to show you 
according to the scriptures what it really means. But at the same time, we're going to show you we're not handling the word of God deceitfully either, like those people out there. So verse 2 says, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor healing the word of God deceitfully. Read on. But by manifestation of the truth, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Because that's what it's all about, teaching them how to repent and how to come up, up from under the adversary, which is Satan. So if you got people out here that's committing murder, stealing, killing, you understand? We're trying to deal with their conscience to teach them how to get rid of that demon inside of them and be converted over to the Most High God through his law, statutes, and his commandments through Christ. That's our job. Exactly. You know? But read verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Yeah, so them people out there that don't want to see what I just explained to you, how I'm trying to get you from up out of Satan captivity and free you from his bondage, you understand, of evil, then it's, it's hid from you. Because if you want to keep operating like that, it's hid from you because you're the one lost. And that's what the, the whole world got to understand. We're supposed to be teaching people to repent. Bottom line, that's all we're supposed to be teaching. But read verse, verse 4. I'm going to read 3 and 4 together. Okay. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them who believe not. So who's the God of this world, according to this scripture? Satan. Satan. Because the God of this world isn't talking about Christ, because if it was talking about Christ, it wouldn't say, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. So it's showing you that the word God is just merely a title, brother. It's not going into that's his name. It's just a title. Yeah, a power. Exactly. Because the power of this world that's working in, the, working in this world is Satan. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I want to go to one more scripture, then we're going to move on. St. John chapter uh, 14. All right. St. John chapter 14. And read verse 30. St. John chapter 14 and verse 30. Before I read that, I'm going to finish mm -hmm. up that verse. Because it, it, it really proves what you were saying about the God of this world. Okay, we go back to it in a minute then. Uh, oh, you want to finish it out now? Okay. Okay. It says, uh, in, this is uh, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. Mm -hmm. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Least the light of the gospel of Christ who is the image of God to shine unto, unto them. So it's really showing you that the God of this world and, and the God that we're talking about, the Heavenly Father in Christ, is two different gods, two different powers. That's why I really read that. No, but that's a beautiful point because I should have finished it out. I always finish out the scripture when I start it, but I got ahead of myself because now when we go to St. John 14 and 30, that's what it's going to be saying. Watch. Let's, let's read St. John 14 and 30. That's why I'm going to it. Read that. Hereafter. I will not talk much with you. So this is Jesus Christ talking to the disciples, meaning he was telling them, already letting them know what was going to take take place when he give up his life and go back to the Father. Read on. For the prince of this world cometh and has nothing in me. So showing you the separation that is going right back to the prince of this world, meaning Satan, the God of this world, and he, Christ ain't in him. <laughs> They're not the same. They're going to be two different prince, two different kings. Two different gods. Do you understand what I'm saying? Exactly. Because Satan ruling this world right now until Christ shows up on the scene. You understand? And he's going to lay down his judgment. And the way this world operates today ain't going to operate like this, people. Ain't going to be no Christmas shopping. Ain't going to be no Eastern Thanksgiving. Ain't going to be none of that when Christ shows up on the scene, people. 
Because Satan of his of this world has blinded you guys. The God of this world, the prince of this world, Christ has nothing to do with that. Yeah. You understand? So a lot of things you've been taught through these churches, you're gonna understand that it's not gonna be taught that way. It's not gonna operate that way. Because right now the prince of this world, meaning Satan, has his hands in a lot of stuff, brother. Yeah. A lot of stuff. You want to add to anything before we play the other clip? Or you want to bring out anything else before we bring out the other clip? Um, hold on a second. I'm yeah. To think. yeah, take your time. Because there's a lot of information we're dealing with this, and we're going to bring out what it really means to take the Lord thy God name in vain. And don't get it twisted. There is a way to say um, his name in a way, and it is in vain, and Lord's will will get to go through the scriptures, and we're going to show that. No, no. We, we, Want to move on? Yeah, we just move on. Yeah, because we got a lot to come out anyways. A lot's going to come out. So let's play this next clip we have on, uh, well, we'll just let it play. Yeah, this is another uh, group here mm-hmm. that's uh, bringing out their doctrine. Mm-hmm. Okay, here he goes. Today's topic is entitled... Hebrew and the name of the Most High. The reason why I gave it that title is because in order for you to really say the name of the Most High and know how to break down the name of the Most High and know what the true name of the Most High is, and then and, and once you know that, then know the true name of Yahweh you have to know that Hebrew because you have to call the name of the Most High in the Hebrew, all right? You have to call on his name in the Hebrew. So that's another reason why you should know the Hebrew. Because if somebody, you know, comes at you and questions you about the name of the Most High, whether his name is Jehovah, or, or whatever name they, they give you, you have the understanding of how to pronounce his true name, all right? I'm going to let the brother speak for a minute. Right, because um, the scriptures say that the Lord will turn the people into a pure language. They may all call upon the name of the Lord in one consent. So if you don't know the language, then you can't call on the name of the Most High. You know, that's what the importance of the Hebrew is, you know. And that's what the Lord said, that he would turn us back to the pure language. Why? Because at one point we weren't going to be speaking that language. When we went into captivity... We uh, eventually started speaking the language of the other nations. The same thing when we came over here to this side of the world. You know, when the Spaniards came down to uh, what they call Hispaniola, uh, Puerto Rico, and all them different islands, eventually what happened? People that, that spoke the native tongue, they started speaking that Spanish, you know, because they lost that, that, that their uh, old, uh, old tongue that they had back going back uh, uh, during the time when um, before the Spaniards came there, you know? So now, in this time, the Lord is basically bringing us, bringing us our language back. Because this scripture here didn't pertain to back during the time of Paul, the apostles, and how we because back then they were speaking Hebrew. It's talking about in these times, because the scriptures say that we would discontinue from our heritage. Now that we're getting our heritage back, part of our heritage and our custom is our language. So if you don't know the language, then you can't call upon the name of the Lord. You know, and then when Yahweh came down, and spoke to Paul, he spoke to him in the Hebrew tongue. 
which means what? That the Hebrew language is the language of the heavens also. And that's what the, I mean, the most I can understand you in a different language, but the Hebrew is what you got to call in his name. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the brothers from GMS uh, camp called themselves Hebrew, the black Hebrew Israelites. Um, these dudes is bugged out out of their mind also, so don't get it confused with what we stand for, the body of Christ Church. We are we are Israelites that definitely believe in Jesus Christ. Um, but what they're bringing out, we're going to show you that they're saying that you have to know Hebrew and you have to know the name of God in Hebrew. Okay, this is what this is this is what they're pushing. This is what they're teaching and saying that the pure language is talking about Hebrew, brother. And they they're also saying that uh, if you don't know the name Hebrew, then you're not you're not God's not dealing with you. He's not hearing you. Mm-hmm. So. You want to look at that. Is that true? If you don't know Hebrew, that God is not dealing with you. We, we definitely going to get back into what does it mean to call his name. I mean, we're going to deal with both issues. We're going to definitely deal with mm-hmm. uh, what the vein is. Exactly. And do you have to call his name in Hebrew in order to, in order for the most high to hear you and deal with you? Yeah, because it's one and the same. Because to know his name, they're saying, how can you take his name in his vein if you don't know his name? So to them, he's saying his name is Yahweh in the Hebrew, and you got to know Hebrew, and you got to know his name, or he's not dealing with you, and he's not going to hear you. And that pure language is talking about that. So a lot of people that's in his congregation or followers of his, that's what they got to understand. So some people probably can't learn the Hebrew. It's too hard for them. Mm-hmm. So they feel as though that Christ ain't come for me. I'm not going to be saved, you're telling me? So a lot of people are caught up. And, and vanity and caught up in lies because you don't have to know his name in Hebrew. You understand? So we're going to prove according to scriptures. I want to go to Zephaniah unless you want to pull out something first um, that you have in mind. Yeah, you can deal with Zephaniah. Yeah, let's deal with that real quick and show you what the pure language is uh, is talking about before we continue because we got, we got more enough time to deal with um, what it's really saying because we're going to prove it right here in Zephaniah 9 what it's really saying. And then we're going to add to it. Yeah, because this, this is a scripture he used. He, because they did quote Zephaniah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't actually get it. I thought they read it sooner than that. That's what we was waiting for. Because we didn't really was planning to play that much of the tape. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, he was doing a lot of talking. So he didn't really get to get to the part where he read it. So mm-hmm. we're going to read it for you. So, so, no, he read Zephaniah. He did? Yeah, he read it. You he just, just quoted it. Nah, he... He 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 quoted, but he kind of read it. He kind of like okay, co- quote, yeah. He read it without going to the scripture. He quoted it, but go ahead, uh, Zephaniah chapter three verse nine. Read that. But then will I turn to the people of pure language, mm-hmm. that they may that they may all call upon the name of the Lord to serve Him with one consent. So, so when you read that and someone teaches you the way He taught you. And if you don't have no knowledge of the Bible, you're going to believe what this man is saying, brother. Because at one time, I believed it. Mm-hmm. Me too. I believed that at one time myself. We came from there. Exactly. So at one time, we used to believe that same thing. So it's not like we just coming up out of the woodworks and just saying, yo, this dude's bugged out of his mind. We were once thinking just like what he was teaching. We was underneath his teaching. Yeah. You understand? But what is this really saying? All right. Let's go to verse 1 real quick. Hold on. Before right. we deal with that, I want to look mm-hmm. at something, too, because um, one thing I do remember, matter of fact, go, go to uh, um, 1 Corinthians cool. the 14th chapter. All right. 
Um, First Corinthians, there's a lot on it about uh, speaking in a different language to the congregation because so I don't I don't want to take too much time in Corinthians, but there's a lot on it if you want to read it for yourself. But I'm gonna jump up, jump jump to make certain points, jump around because I, um I can recall back in the days when I used to go, and um we have classes where you read Hebrew, days where you went in and brothers read Hebrew, um we was learning Hebrew, but it's real complicated to learn a language if you're not using it on a daily basis. Exactly. You know, so when you heard people reading it. You didn't really understand. I mean, if he was reading, and he stopped in midstream of reading, and he, he used, matter of fact, they used to do that and ask what what they read. You don't know what they read. Mm-hmm. The majority of people wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Or the whole class would stand up and do prayer and do the prayer in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Did you really understand what you were saying? Even when you guys taught me, even though, even though I, I wasn't at Tahar camp, but through you guys, I learned what Tahar taught you. And I have to say it in Hebrew. We used to say the prayer in Hebrew. Yeah. Did I know what the heck I was saying? I ain't know what the heck I was saying. So let's look at this. Let's read, read verse 6, matter of fact, 14 and 6. I want to try to jump. All right. take too much time. Yeah, because I definitely want to move on on other issues real quick. First Corinthians chapter 14. Start where? Verse, verse 5 six. or verse 6. Mm-hmm. Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. All right, so the way you're going to profit me if you're going to show me something. Exactly. Bring out the scriptures. Exactly. Reveal something to me. Give me some understanding. Prophesying me, going into edifying me. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you look at the word edifying, it's going into instruct or benefit, especially morally mm-hmm. or spiritually. Exactly. So, so edifies, man, you're teaching them how to get moral. When you look at the word moral, it's about, you know, what you're doing right, doing things right. Exactly. So if you edifying somebody, you showing them how to behave themselves righteously. That's what's going to benefit them to repent. To repent. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So he says, now, brother, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, mean different languages, what shall I profit you? Yeah. What am I profit you if I'm speaking in another tongue? Even if I'm teaching you another tongue, how is that profiting you? (laughs) Now jump down to verse uh, eleven. Verse eleven. First Corinthians fourteen, verse eleven. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, how how shall excuse me I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian, and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. Yeah, because you don't understand what they're saying. Exactly. It's not profiting you. They're just doing a whole prayer. You don't really understand. They're reading the scriptures. You don't really understand, even though the dudes are, you know, if they explain it. Yeah, that's good, but it's like you know. Show me what I need to do. Show me how to repent. Show me how to get right in the grace of the Most High. That's what I really need to learn. Exactly. Show me that. Verse 12. Even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of the spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. Seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church, meaning teaching the church what they need to do. That's right. Because the Most High know where we are. He know that we don't understand. He know we don't know the... the, uh, (laughs) <laughs> the language yeah. Even if you know There's much doubt if that is the true pronunciation Exactly I mean you can find writings on walls and say well that's Hebrew mm-hmm. It probably is the right writing Yeah okay But how do you know the pronunciation You got a, a tape Yeah who's breaking down the alphabet Who's breaking down you know Pronouncing these words and breaking it all down to you Yeah <laughs> And the most I understand you Whatever language you speak So why are we wasting all, all this time Dealing with that when we should be focusing on what do we need to do. Exactly. Right. 
Um, one more part. I want to yep. jump to jump to verse nineteen. I want to read verse nineteen and verse twenty-one. Yep. Nineteen. Okay. First Corinthians fourteen and nineteen. Yet in the church, I had rather speak five words with my understanding, that by my voice I might teach others also, than ten thousand words in an unknown tongue. Yeah, because people are picking up; they learn from what you're saying. Exactly. Instead of trying to learn what you're saying, let them learn from uh in their tongue, yeah, so they can know. What, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jump uh, down to verse twenty-one. Matter of fact, um, one second. Yeah, take your time. Yeah, chapter 31, go ahead. 21, right? Yeah. All right. Verse 21, 1 Corinthians 14 and 21. In the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. So it's already the most already know <laughs> exactly. our situation. He already know that we're going to be speaking different tongues, different languages. Mm-hmm. Because he's the one that got us in this situation. I mean, we got ourselves in it, but he did it to us because we was disobedient. Exactly. He's the one that scattered us. He's the one, he prophesied that we would be discontinued from our heritage. Mm-hmm. You know? So he knows this. Exactly. But just like if you go back to the time of... Uh, um, You go back to the time of um, Adam. Did Adam... No, did Adam know uh, the name of the Most High in in um in Hebrew? Well, he, he knew Hebrew, but did he know the name of the Most High? From my understanding, no. Matter of fact, let's go to that real quick. Let me read that real quick. No, no. Want to finish this out or leave it alone? No, let's finish it out. I always okay. want to finish it out. First Corinthians fourteen twenty one. In the law, it is written. With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people, and yet for all that will will they not hear me, saith the Lord. Yeah, because we're teaching in English. Yeah. We got brothers with a Spanish show, they're teaching in Spanish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Brothers are teaching different languages, but people are still not listening. They don't want to repent. They don't want to hear it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so why are you so busy trying to teach me Hebrew for again? Wasting all my time um, teaching me Hebrew when I need to, the time I have, I need to learn how to stop being a fornicator. You understand? I need to learn how to stop stealing and killing, get an uh, honest job, stop selling drugs. Exactly. And you want me to waste years of my time to learn the alphabet in Hebrew so I could say his name in Hebrew? A bunch of damn fools, man. Yeah, it's a, wa- a waste of time. Man. Yeah. It's a waste of time. And out of all that time, you know, when uh, all that time we spent learning that, mm-hmm. I still don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All that time we spent learning that, I still don't know it. Because we, you're not using, using it, it on a daily basis. Exactly. You're yeah. not using it on a daily basis. So how are you going to um, obtain it? You know, how are you going to hold on to it if you're using it once in a blue moon? And now you're going to try to, you know, hold on to that? You can't do it. You can't. You just can't. And there's a scripture here also It talked about praying. You know, if you pray. Um, Verse 14. You know where that scripture at, brother? It, 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 it mentions praying. If you pray in an unknown tongue. Verse 14. 14? Read that then. For if, um, if yeah, yeah, right. you're right. All right. Read that. First Corinthians 14 and verse 14, and it reads, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. And that, that was the thing. You was praying. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't understand what you were saying. I didn't. When you guys had me praying in Hebrew, I'm like, what the heck am I saying? And even saying the Lord's Prayer in Hebrew, y'all teaching me. I was like, I don't even, I mean, I hear what y'all telling me is saying, but I still don't understand what it's saying. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I want to go into um. I want to look at Genesis real quick, man. I want to bring this out before before you read all that in uh 
at um, Zephaniah. Go, matter of fact, not not Genesis, Exodus, Exodus uh, one, Exodus one, not Exodus six. Sorry about that. Exodus six, chapter verse one. Exodus chapter six, verse one. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand shall he let them go. And with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses and, and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But by my name Jehovah was I net, excuse me was I not known to them. So I mean, we can go into Jehovah not being because we know J is the youngest letter in the. In the Alphabet, mm-hmm. English, English, English alphabet. Mm-hmm. So we know it wasn't Jehovah, but I'm not even going to deal with that. Yeah, we'll deal with that at a later date. Yeah, bro. The point I want to look at is that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob didn't know the Most High by his name. Exactly. Right? Right. That's undebatable. That's what the scripture just said. By my name, they did not know me. They knew me by God Almighty. And we can go into that. But I'm not going to even deal with that right now. I want to make the point that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, go to Matthews 8 and 11. Yeah, because for argument's sake, let's just say his name was Jehovah. For argument's sake. Yeah. Right in that scripture right there, Adam and them didn't even know that that was his name. Adam, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, none of them knew. So was that a sin to them? We'll see. Let's read <laughs> Matthews 8 and 11. Matthews chapter 8. The reason why we go, we're doing this is because there's even a lot of sets out here. Even Jehovah Witnesses saying, you got to know his name is Jehovah. Yeah. You got other sets out there saying, Yahweh is his name, and you got to know his name is Yahweh. You understand? So a lot of people are so caught up in the name, verbatim, they're so caught up in that name, they're not really understanding what the Most High really wants from us, and he wants us to repent. Stop getting caught up in these different cliques out here that's so focused on name, 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 and you need to be focused on stop being a damn fornicator, you understand? Work on that. Work on the issues you have inside yourself by looking at these other women or these other men or whatever your lust is. Worry about dealing with that. Why are you worry about this name for? Mm-hmm. All right, where are you going? Matthew 8, 11. Matthew chapter 8, verse 11. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Wait a minute. They go into the kingdom of heaven and they didn't know this name? Yeah. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> they didn't even know his name. <laughs> Wait a minute. So somebody's lying. Yeah. They didn't know his name, but they go into the kingdom of heaven. Now the most I put us here took away our heritage and everything from us, and we don't know his name, but that's going to keep us from entering? Come on, man, because these people are being taught a bunch of foolishness and not really reading the scriptures for themselves, brother. It's so evident. It's so evident, man. Mm-hmm. I want to go to a scripture yeah, to add to it. One, Let me, one more point for Yeah, yeah. Genesis 26, 20, verse 4 and 5. Because we're going to show you what it was with Abraham that caused Abraham to enter. And it was the same deal with Isaac and Jacob. Uh, Genesis 26, read 4 and 5. Genesis chapter 26, verse 4. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. Talking to Abraham. Mm-hmm. And will give unto thy seed all these countries. 
And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Matter of fact, I believe he was talking to Isaac right there. And why why did he say that to Isaac? Why why are you giving um, Isaac that blessing? You know? Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Abraham was righteous. Mm -hmm. Abraham kept his commandments, Mm -hmm. obeyed his voice, Mm -hmm. and kept his charge. And that's the same thing we got to do. And Abraham didn't have the name, but yet he did that. So he was righteous in the sight of the Most High. That's right. And that's the same thing we we need to focus on. Keeping the Most High's charge, obeying his voice, and keeping his commandments. That's that's where the focus is. No doubt. All right, good. I mean the point the point the point came out, but I really want to add just one piece to it real quick. Um Acts chapter two. I want you to read Acts chapter two and start at verse five real quick. And then we're going to move on with, with proving, because we're even proving right now that they're taking the Lord thy God name in vain. You know, by saying his name is, is Yahweh, by saying his name is Jehovah or Yahweh, but yet you're not teaching the people how to repent. You're so focused on the name. And then even those that's out there, like we said earlier, using using the word, um, you know, you goddamn where Jesus Christ and keep using it over and over. They're so focused on that verbatim. They're not focused on the sin that's inside of you. You got to get rid of yeah, the two things I noticed that they focus on a lot is uh, the name, mm-hmm. and they focus on knowing that you're Israel. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you go back in history, before Israel got scattered and went into captivity, mm-hmm. they knew the name, and they knew they were Israel. And that didn't do nothing for them. <laughs> they still got scattered and went into captivity, right? Yeah. They had the name. They knew they were Israel. Mm-hmm. But they still got went into captivity and, and fell and got destroyed and went into captivity underneath their enemies. Exactly. Uh, Acts 2 and 5, read that. Acts 2 and 5. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. So these Jews, these devout men, it says right here that they came out of every nation under heaven, Mm -hmm. meaning they were scattered among all the world, and they came to Jerusalem, but these were devout men. Read on. Now, when this was noised aboard, the multitude came together, and were confound because that every man heard them speak in his own language. So we understand that the miracle that was about to be set and done. Well, I'm gonna let it let you finish reading it. But everyone that came from all these different areas, you understand, heard when other people spoke. They heard them speak in their own language. Mm-hmm. So let's say you know someone came from Arabia or or someone came from Africa or someone came, you know what I'm saying? Even where we're at now, let's say someone came from America or someone came in the in the way we live today, Puerto Rico or Haiti or wherever, they were speaking speaking different languages and they didn't know each other language, brother. But yet when they spoke, they understood what they were saying. Right? So let's read on. Verse seven. Verse seven. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another Behold, are not all these which speak Galatian? And how are here we, every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born? Yeah, so how did these men, these devout men, brother, that were Jews out of these other nations, how the heck? They never even knew Hebrew, brother. They wasn't Galileans. They didn't know Hebrew, bro. They didn't understand um, his name in Hebrew, but yet these are devout men that came out of these uh, other areas. But read some of the areas real quick. 
Let me let me um say something real real quick. Make sure mm-hmm. I understand um what devout is meaning. I got it in the dictionary here. Mm-hmm. This is devoted to divine worship or service. Um, pious, religious, especially devoted or piety, devout prayer, earnest or sincere, heartly. So basically, showing that these men were devoted. To the religion, I mean, they were devote, devoted to the commandments of the Most High. They were devote, devoted to following what the Scripture says, or what the Most High says, what the Scriptures was dealing with. Exactly. So, basically, they were keeping the commandments of God. Exactly. So, if you're a devout man and you're keeping the commandments of God, you know that shows you you're a true worshiper of the Most High. And no matter where you're coming from, and no matter what language you speak. These men still was devout men, and they weren't even Galileans. They were they weren't even speaking Hebrew, or nothing like that. So I don't wasting too much time on this. I want to move on right. because just showing you when they got time, they could read they could read on on Acts two and see that they came from it said out of every nation under heaven. So they came from everywhere, all different areas, all different walks of life, and they spoke on all different languages. So they didn't understand. Let's say if they came to America, they didn't understand English. But yet they were divine men. They were still righteous men. So they didn't have to know Hebrew to be righteous. They knew according to the law they had to come to Jerusalem. At that time, they had to come to Jerusalem for that high holy day. Exactly. And they made the trip. They made the journey. Exactly. We need to take a break. We're going to take a break. Um, We took up a lot of time, but we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Brothers from the Body of Christ Church welcome you to listen to our show, Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor, airing every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. In these difficult times, we often look to spiritual leaders for guidance and instruction in our lives. As Christians, followers of Christ, should these leaders speak from their mind or from what is written based on the Word of God? This show will examine things said by men and women claiming to be God's ministers to reveal whether or not they are speaking God's word and doing his will. 1 Peter 4 verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. We hope you tune in and listen to our show. Thank you. This is the Body of Christ Church, inviting you to listen to our new program, From Darkness to Light, where we examine and reprove spiritual wickedness in today's world. The show airs every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. So remember the words written in Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 18, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day.
Christ Church, inviting you to listen to our program, Repentance is the Key, where we examine repentance according to the Holy Bible and the teachings of Jesus Christ. The show airs every Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So remember the words written in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Jah gave Moses ten commandments upon two tablets of stone. Led Israel out of Egypt and then promised them a home. Samson slew the Philistines with a donkey jawbone. And David slew Goliath. Brothers and sisters, we're back. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for everybody in the chat room. Thank you for everybody that's listening, that called in. Um, we're dealing with taking out the Lord thy God name in vain. And also while dealing with that topic, we're also we're also going into things about uh people saying that we have to know God's name in Hebrew or we have to know God's name is Jehovah or God's name is Yahweh or whatever the case may be. But we understand that according to God, taking his Lord the Lord God the Lord God name in vain is going to so much more deeper than what the people out here are saying it's going into, okay? And we're going to continue to prove that. But right now, we want to go to Zephaniah chapter 3, um, verse 9, dealing with what what um, Tahar was talking about on um, one of the, the so-called uh, black Hebrew Israelite camps out there that are teaching that Zephaniah 3 and 9 is going to the pure language, which is going into Hebrew. And uh, and we got to know Hebrew, and we got to know that, or God is not dealing with us. So we just finished proving that according to scriptures that that's not so. And now we want to prove that what is the pure language talking about? What does that mean before we continue moving on, all right? So let's go to Zephaniah chapter 3. Let's read verse 1, brother. All right. And uh, we also put that, that video in the chat room. So if anybody want to check out that video, it's it's in the chat room. Right. Where you want me to go? Zephaniah, right? Yeah, Zephaniah uh, chapter 3, uh, reverse 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take your time. All right, Zephaniah 3 and 1. Mm-hmm. Woe to her that is filthy and polluted mm-hmm. to the oppressed, oppressing city. So it's talking about Jerusalem. All right, let's talk about the place that's polluted. Woe. Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. Read on. She obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusts not in the Lord. She draw not near to her God. Yeah, talking about the Israelites. Yeah. All right. We want to continue to be disobedient to his laws, statutes, and his commandments. As we do this day. Exactly. Read on. For princes within her are roaring lions. For judges are evening wool. Mm. They they got not the bones till the morning. Yeah, they gnaw not the bones till the morning. Read on. The <clears throat> prophets are light and treacherous persons. Mm-hmm. For priests have polluted the sanctuary. They have done violence to the Lord. And that's the point, because when God set up Jerusalem and put us there in that land, okay, um, when the land, even when we took um, the Canaanites' land and we set up shop and got our land or whatever the case may be, when, when he set everything up for us, right, mm-hmm. what happened? He told us if we continue in his laws, we're going to keep the land. We'll dwell there forever. We're going to dwell there forever. But what happened? The priests, it says, her prophets are light and treacherous persons. Her priests have polluted the sanctuary. 
And it, and it reads on to say they have done violence to the law. Mm. How do they pollute the sanctuary, brother? In so many ways they polluted the sanctuary. How do they do violence to the law? They violated the law. How? By saying the Sabbath day is no longer the seventh day, but it is now the first day of the week. It's no longer Saturday. It is now Sunday. You understand? So they did violence to the law. There's no need for um there's no need for um the Feast of Tabernacle. There's no need for the Day of Atonement. There's no need for um Feast of Dedication. Um, per rem, and, and the list goes on and on. It's no need for that because now we got Christmas, we got Thanksgiving, we got Easter. This is how our law has been violated. This is how the sanctuary has been polluted. You can read that, and during the time with the Greek Empire, when they polluted the um, they polluted the sanctuary and took over, and they were sacrificing swine flesh on the sanctuary. They were, they were also, Israel was also doing doing that too. They were uh, sacrificing to the sun god, and mm-hmm. you know it tells you that that about that in the book of Isaiah. You know they went to the other side of the temple, and women were were crying for tamus and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. They were doing all type of worshiping of the uh, other gods in the temple of the Lord. That's right, and even even all the way back in the time of Aaron, when Aaron's sons remember when they was they was they was right um they was lighting uh. Strange incense in the temple and a God destroyed them. Mm-hmm. All right. So a lot of things, when you check the history out, how many times did we disobey God's direct order? Even Saul being king, what did Saul do? He didn't listen to the commandments of the Most High, so he rejected him from being king and set up King David. You understand? So a lot of things, when we check history, we see that we had chances to get it right, but we just kept getting it wrong. So we was violating his laws. Jump down to verse 7. I said, surely... That will fear me. That will receive instruction. Yeah, so he, God's saying, you're going to fear me, and you're going to receive my law. Read on. So their dwelling should not be cut off. Jerusalem is going to be our home. The dwelling won't be cut off, right? Read on. Um, however, howsoever I punish them, but they rose early and corrupt. All they're doing. So how many times did we get punished? When you go all the way back in the time of Eli in 1 Samuel chapter 2, you'll see that Eli was a high priest and he had two sons. And his two sons were priests. But how did he violate the temple mm-hmm. of God? They were sleeping with all the women at the, at the tabernacle. Okay? They were also taking the sacrifices of the Lord. You understand? And how did the Lord punish them? He killed them and the father. He killed the sons, and then father also died, right? Yeah. So he punished them. What about the time when we were in the wilderness and we were getting killed by the serpent, and the serpent was killing us mm-hmm. because we were murmuring? And he sent us into captivity many times for mm-hmm. the same thing, for for sinning, for disobeying the law, for not walking into the prophets that he was sent. They was killing the prophets that they sent. Exactly. And Christ spoke about that. Exactly. And we still kept being disobedient. So that's how he was punishing us, just like to this day. Look at AIDS. AIDS is killing those that are what? Breaking the laws of the Most High. Murder on the streets. Why are you getting gunned down? Because you're breaking the laws of the Most High. There's a lot of stuff that's going on out in this world today, brother, because he's punishing a lot of people out here that are breaking his laws and his statutes and his commandments because his judgment is now coming down on this world. All right? Now, read verse 8. Therefore, wait ye upon me, said the Lord. Until the day that I raise up to the prey. Mm-hmm. For my determination is to gather the nations that I may assemble the kingdoms to pour upon them my indignation, mm-hmm. even all my fierce anger. 
For all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. And why would the whole earth be devoured, brother? Like, why? Why would the Lord do that? Well, the scriptures tell us, like in the book of Peter, about how um, the first time he destroyed it with the flood. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they were being evil. They mm-hmm. were being wicked. But he said the second time is going to be with fire. Exactly. Why? For the same reason. Exactly. Because they being evil. Exactly. Let's go to, um, before we read verse 9, we're going to stay in Zephaniah. But there's a precept there where it says, For all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. I want to go to that precept. Go to Zephaniah chapter 1, but I want you to start at verse 17. We're going to read 17 and 18, then we're going to come back to Zephaniah 3 and 9. All right. Zephaniah 1. Verse 17. Verse 17. Mm -hmm. Read that. And I will bring distress upon men, that they shall walk like blind men, because they have sinned against the Lord, and their blood shall be poured out as dust. And their flesh as the dawn. Because this is why the Most High is going to bring that destruction because of the sins that they're committing. The scripture is showing you right here because they have sinned against the Lord. This is why the Most High says um, in Zephaniah 3 and 8 how it says, For all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. Why? Because of the sins that the people in the world is committing, brother. This is why he's coming. This is why that judgment is coming. But read verse 18. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. But the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy. For he shall make even a speed reddance of all them that dwell in the land. Now check that out, brother. Now this is this is real real heavy because a lot of people think, because even all the money they're making out in this world, even these churches were collecting all this money, and, 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 and preach and preaching prosperity doctrine and all that crap. All that money in the world ain't gonna save you. All that money you so-called think you investing in God by giving your pastor all this money and making them rich. That's not gonna deliver you in a time of wrath when the Most High come with His jealousy and His anger, because you want to sin against the Most High God. It's not gonna save you, brother. None of that's gonna save you. Now go back to Zephaniah chapter three and read verse nine. But then will I turn to the people of pure language, mm-hmm. that they may all call upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one consent. So after reading all that and understanding everything we just read, what is that pure language according to that scripture right there? That pure language is going into, when you read, for then will I turn to the people of pure language, because he destroyed all those that sinned and was wicked. Now that pure language can stand in the world. Why? Because it ain't going to be no stealing. That's the pure language. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit murder. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not um, commit adultery. That's the pure language that God is talking about in Zephaniah 3 and 9. He's not talking about no Hebrew. And the reason why when you see this for then will I turn to the people of pure language that they may all call upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one consent Because the only way we can serve him with that one consent Is by keeping his instructions That's the only way the whole world Is going to be under the rulership of the Most High God And his son Jesus Christ It ain't talking about the pure language of Hebrew It's talking about the pure language of righteousness, brother So the whole That whole breakdown that we came from 
and that we were taught, and the clip we just paid, um, um, played from Tahar and, and GMS or whatever, the, the so-called black Hebrew Israelites, this cult that they're under, and this man doctrine that they're under by teaching them that that's the pure language, mm-hmm. when we know without a doubt, according to what we just read, we broke down, we read all that all the way to that point. It was always talking about the laws, and it was always talking about instructions. Where the heck they get in Hebrew out of that? Mm. <laughs> so I just want to bring that out. You want to bring something else out? Let me bring two scriptures. Real okay. Quick. Um, give me Psalms 50. All right, cool. Psalms chapter 50. Uh, reverse uh, um, 22, read 22 and 23. All right. Psalms chapter 50, verse 22. Now consider this, ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces and there be none to, to deliver. Whoso offereth praise glor- glorify me, and to him that order, ordereth his conversation are right. Will I show the salvation of God? So, when that destruction comes, mm-hmm. it's him that order his conversation of right. When you look at conversation mm-hmm. or your communication, our communication and our actions are the same thing. That's right. One and the same. It's one and the same because mm-hmm. a man that communicates of wickedness is doing wickedness. Exactly. You know, if he's communicating about uh, being a pimp and a player, that's his action. That's what he's going to be living. Exactly. And a man that's communicating about God and righteousness, that's what he should be living unless he's a liar. Unless he's a hypocrite. Unless he's a hypocrite who's also a liar. Mm-hmm. Which so, is also taking the Lord thy God name in vain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have to order our conversation all right. Even when you look at uh, when you go into the storms and you look at the word conversation that the scriptures is talking about, is going into our actions, how we conduct ourselves. You know, so we have to order our conversation upright. So that's the main focus. Mm-hmm. Give me another scripture to back that up. Uh, second Timothy is the second chapter. Mm-hmm. You know, second Timothy, second Timothy is uh, two and nineteen. Second Timothy chapter two verse nineteen. Exactly. There's many scriptures that talk about our vain conversation that we receive from our fathers, and how Lot was vexed from the from the conversations of the of his time, how it, it, it was defiling him. So, the way we communicate, our communicating in the words of the Most High and in the scriptures is what what's important, not the tongue that we're using. That's the point I was getting ready to say because the reason why the brother went to the scripture, you can see the connection. The pure language is talking about that conversation, which that conversation is talking about your actions as well, which is which is um, one and the same. So if you're out there teaching thou should not steal, thou should not commit adultery, you also should not steal and commit adultery exactly. because that's part of who you're supposed to be. You can't be a hypocrite. Yeah, because if you are doing that, then you're taking the name of the Lord in vain. Exactly. Anyway. And that's the whole point. We're going to show that too. We're going to yeah. bring that out. Lord. We're bringing it out now, really. All right. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So that's the key, departing from iniquity. Exactly. That's the conversation. That's the language. Mm-hmm. That If you're naming the name of the Lord, yeah. you're not dealing and breaking his commandments and dealing in sins. Exactly. That's all I have. Nah, but that's, that's, that's the key point, because... 
that's what a lot of people are doing. They're not really understanding what they're doing, but they're defiling his name and taking his name in vain by not um, keeping the laws and statutes of the Most High. That's how you're going to do that. Not by saying goddamn or, or, or not by not knowing his name is Yahweh, Jehovah, or Yahweh, but by your actions, like we're reading right now. Let, go ahead. I have one more scripture. Don't worry, we got more enough time. Huh? We extended me. it. All right. Just hit me. Um, go to second edge, just the second chapter. Yeah. In your father. Yeah. So we're bringing out right now what it is to take his name in vain. That's what we're bringing out right now. Okay, that's what we're dealing with right now. Second Ezra, chapter what six or five? Um, chapter two. Oh, chapter two. Okay. Where should I start? Chapter two. Second Ezra chapter two in the apocrypha. Right, I'm gonna try. I don't want to read too much of it. Um, to hit the to hit the point. Um, this is during the time when Israel, when the elect are delivered, and Christ is crowning the elect, putting crowns upon their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and uh, start at verse forty-four. So I asked the angel and said, Sir, what are these? So he asked, who are these, who are these guys that's receiving these gold crowns upon their heads? You know? So this is Second Edris, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 45 now. He answered and said unto me, These be they that have put off mortal clothing and put on the immortal. So they put off their cardinal flesh. Basically is what I'm talking about. They, 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 they stopped following their flesh. When you read... um. Uh, I believe Romans the eighth chapter speaks about that how the um, I am cardinal, but the laws are spiritual, mm-hmm. and you cannot serve God unless unless you you become spiritual. You follow the commandments of God and you put off the cardinal mm-hmm. because it's impossible to please God if you if you have if you're cardinal minded. Those them that this is to be cardinal minded is death, yeah. but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Exactly. So this is what this is dealing with. He says he said unto me. These be they that have put off the mortal clothing and put on the immortal, you mm-hmm. know? And have confessed the name of God. Now are they crowned and receive palms. Right, you know? Then said I to the angel, what young person is, the, is it that crowneth them and giveth them palms in their hands? So he answered and said unto me, it is the son of God, whom they have confessed in the world. Then began I greatly to commend them Commend them that stood so stiffly for the name of the Lord. All right. So when you look at the, that last statement, them that stood so stiffly for the name of the Lord, I mean, they, they were unmovable. That's right. But when it says they stood for the name of the Lord, is it talking about they stood for the actual name? Like yeah. like the people are saying yeah. Yahweh. If you say Yahweh, they jumped they yeah. jump on you and beat you down. No, it doesn't. If you say Yahweh wrong, they jumped on you and beat you down. <laughs> Stood so stiffly for the name of the Lord, meaning that they stood in the words of God and they were unmovable. Yeah, because they 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 said to themselves, "I'm not going to commit adultery," and then they, they did not commit adultery. Yeah. I'm not going to serve idolatry, and they did not serve idolatry. Yeah, it goes right back. They put off the they put off the mortal and put on the immortal. Mm-hmm. They followed the word the words of God. They lived their lives according to the words of God. That's standing stiffly for the name of God. Because when you even when you look into uh, when you look at Hebrew and how things was dealt, 
a person's name describes certain things about their character. Mm-hmm. What they represent. What they represent. Thank mm-hmm. you. So when you talk about standing for the name of the Most High, you standing for what the Most High represent. Exactly. What the Most High represent? Righteousness. Us walking in His image, which means walking in His word. Mm-hmm. So that's what it means by standing strictly for the name. It's not a a word per se. Or, nah, or, nah. You know, you, you know it's, a, it's an action. It, 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 everybody want to hide behind a word and make it so easy. I'm taking the Lord our God name in vain if I say this word versus me not really following through. In other words, being being submissive to my husband. You don't know how to do that, but you're going to try to correct someone that's saying, saying using God's name in vain per se rather than your actions is taking his name in vain. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what a lot of people are focused on. They want it to be simple like that. They want it to be that simple. And that's that's sad because that's what Satan doing. Satan is Satan is beguiled you to believe that it's that simple. There's more to it than that. It's so much deeper than that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know what proves it? We know we read the scripture, we know Abraham is among that crowd. We know uh Isaac and Jacob is among the crowd the crowd that's receiving gold crowns, right? Yeah. Did they know that name? They never knew it because we proved it. We proved it in Exodus. Exodus uh, 6, chapter, verse 1 down to 3. They didn't know the name, so yeah. when it says specifically for the name, yeah. it's talking about standing for the word, exactly. following the words of the Most High, doing the things that are pleasing in his sight. Exactly. Give me Matthew 7 real quick. We're going to go right. We're, now we're just going to just knock it out the park and go right to it and start. You know what I mean? We're just going to just knock it out the park if we didn't already. But uh, Matthew 7, read verse 21. Matthew 7, verse 21. Mm-hmm. Everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So we just read that in, in Edris, basically saying the same thing, taking off the mortal, putting on the immortal. Because a lot of people think it's that easy. Anyone, even even this dude that brought out Yahweh, even Tahar, he's saying if you know Yahweh, in other words, you're straight. You know the Hebrew, you know his name, you straight. It ain't like that. Just like Jehovah Witnesses, you got to know he's Jehovah. You got, you know, and, and all these other different, uh, with Yahweh, you got to know his name and, you know, no. Knowing his name ain't going to get you nowhere. Just knowing his name. You got you to, gotta, like you said, he represents something. Okay, God is perfect. He represents perfection. So he want us to follow the same thing he represents. So if his name is on it, you represent him. You understand? So it's your actions. It ain't the name that's going to save you. Because right here it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Now icing on the cake is verse 22. Read that. Uh, Many was, matter of fact, it it hit it right there too. But he that does the will, because what's the will? Exactly. Psalms 40 and 8. You know, Psalms 40 and 8. I delight to do thy will, O my God, thy law is within my heart. Exactly. So that's the will. Mm -hmm. But uh, verse 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? See, this is this is why it gets a little it gets a little comical to me. Haven't we prophesied in thy name? Yeah, who's out there on the streets? Yeah, in in thy name Yahweh, in thy name um um Yahweh, in thy name Jehovah, whatever it is you think his name is. Wasn't I doing that in thy name? Read on. And in thy name have cast out devils. Haven't I cast out devils in thy name? You think it's actually talking about his name? I mean, don't get it twisted, though. There is a way that they had to cast out devils 
in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ. And I, I'm going to yeah, prove that. At I'm that a, particular time. Yeah, at that particular time, there was a way that they had to go through that process. But we're not doing that right now. Yeah. But We all cast our devils in his name, but not. But not the way that it actually were, yeah. you know, cast them out when they when they was a lunatic and they the devil yeah, came yeah, above yeah. them and now they they normal now no we're casting out devils by teaching people how to repent so now right. that devil's coming out of you exactly. but read on read verse uh, twenty two and in thy name done many wonderful works yeah see that covers everything in thy name have done wonderful works mm-hmm. in thy name read on verse twenty three. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So the whole key point is, brother, iniquity is sin. So we have to really know what sin is and repent. The hell with the name, guys. Like, you really focus on the name? Like, it's, come on, that's so foolish. That's so like kindergarten. We have to really understand what it is to break the laws of God to enter into the kingdom. This scripture is so powerful. Yeah. It's really a powerful scripture because, you know, one thing I like to say a lot when I read the scripture, the point I like to bring out is that when you look at the scripture, he's not just talking about the average Joe. That's right. A person that just uh, go to services on the regular and don't really do nothing else. Mm-hmm. He's talking about individuals that's out there doing work, individuals out there prophesizing and teaching. That's right. And these individuals had a problem. Mm-hmm. The one problem they had that the other ones that we read about didn't have was that they didn't put off the they didn't put off the mortal exactly because the scripture said that they were still dealing with iniquity they still was doing sins mm-hmm. so that's the real focus the focus is stop doing sins because that always been the focus always when we go back to Isaiah that was the focus because they knew like we said they knew the 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 word name per se they knew they were Israelites per se. Mm-hmm. But they were they were committing sins. That was always the problem. They were not re- they were not repent. That's the problem here. That was the problem back then, and that's the problem as we read here in the judgment seat. Even in the time of Moses, brother, when Mo- God first came to Moses, He didn't come to him and say what his name was. Moses had to ask him, "What should I say? He has sent me?" Because that wasn't the focus of the Moses. Yeah, God. his focus wasn't that. So Moses didn't even know his name when God came to him off the rip. He said, "Say I am." But before then, God was already talking to the brother. Yeah. It wasn't God's idea to tell him his name. Yeah, because it's not what our focus is supposed to be on. Matter of fact, brother, even how we look at titles today and look at things today, does your son call you by your first name or do he call you father or dad? You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's what we, we know he's our father and that's all we need to know. All right, why are we so focused on studying what's his name and, and all this? Just let's focus on what we need to do to make it to heaven, brother. That's what we need to focus on. All right. So with that, I want to go to a, um, I want to go to a couple of scriptures um, to add to what what we're saying. Um, go to Matthew's 15. We're in Matthew's. Let's just stay there for a minute. Um, reverse. Let's go right to the point. Reverse seven through nine. You hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draw nigh unto me with their mouths, and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Because a lot of people do say they worship God. A lot of people, let's say if they even really did know his name, what is that really going to profit you? Because their heart is far from him. You understand? They don't really know the works of the Most High God. They don't know 
what we teach as far as the Sabbath day. They want to hold on to Sunday. They don't want to let it go. They want to hold on to Christmas. They don't want to let it, let it go. You got the gays out there, the lesbians out there, you know, they want to keep marrying one another and building a family together in the name of God. They're, they they want to prophesy with their mouth. They want to say with their mouth they love God, but they don't know him because their heart is far from him because God ain't dealing with that. You understand? And that's how you're taking the Lord God's name in vain because you're putting God's name what he represents. He represents what? Thou shall not lie with man as thou lie with, with, with womankind. Mm-hmm. Right? And yet man is still doing what? The opposite, laying with man. So you're taking the Lord's God name in vain because you're putting your name up there when you get married. You're putting Christ's name and God's name saying God loves me. We're getting married in the name of Christ. That's how you're taking his name in vain, brother. Yeah, that's another way of taking his name in vain. But people... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm I'm, going to deal with that, but I'll let you... Yeah, because people are not really understanding what it really means. But when we go on, read verse 9. But in vain, they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Because these commandments came Mm. from men. And that's why it is vain. And that's why you're taking the Lord's God name in vain because you're believing in the doctrines of men, brother. So you coming up with all these other theories and really your emotions and how you feel and then you put Christ's name up there. That's how you take his name in vain. Why? Because we said earlier, when we teach and we speak, we speak out of the oracles of God. And that's where we're going to find it. Because vain is going into lies. Vain is going to vainly lies. You understand? Deceit. You know, beguile, just everything that is just the opposite of the Most High God. That's vain because the bottom line is worthless. Mm-hmm. You're learning all that for nothing because you're not going to make it into heaven. And the things that you're following is the God of this world, what we said earlier, the gods of this world. All right. I want to go to, um, you know what? I want to go to Exodus 23 real quick. I'm going to start going into before I go. I got other scriptures I want to hit real quick, but. Give me Exodus real quick, chapter uh, 23. I want to bring out a couple more points on how you can take the Lord our God name in vain. Mm-hmm. Huh? Exodus uh, chapter 23. Chapter 23, read verse 1. Exodus 23 and 1. Thou shalt not rise a false report. Put not thy hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. All right. So when you look at this, thou shalt not raise a false report. So you can lie on a brother or sister and say, listen, I just caught him sleeping with my neighbor's wife. That's a false report. Right? And it goes on to say, Put not thy hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. Because you are now an unrighteous witness to that report. You understand? Mm-hmm. So we're not supposed to operate that way. Because if you're saying you are Christ-like and you're saying you're a Christian, you're saying you're a follower of God, but yet you're doing what the Scripture is telling you, what we're not supposed to do, you're taking God's name in vain. You understand? It's just as simple as that. So a lot of people gotta gotta understand that, and they gotta read the scriptures to understand that that's how we taking the Lord God's name in vain. All right. In fact, that scripture right there is one of the precepts that go with that uh, Exodus twenty and seven. Exactly. To show you that it, that it connects. Mm-hmm. 
There's a couple precepts. I'm going to go to um, another one in the, in the Old Testament because that's why I like to go to the Old Testament because the people out there are so stuck that the old is done away with and is, and is this and is that. And then we're going to go to the new too to show you that nothing changed. You know, let's go to um, Leviticus 19 now. It's the same one, some more precepts, and just read verse 12. Something that's real common that a lot of Christians do when we go to Matthew 5 is going to explain what a lot of Christians do, and they call themselves followers of Christ, but yet they don't understand the Bible. All right, Leviticus 19, read verse 12. And he shall not swear by my name falsely, neither shall thou profane the name of thy God, I am the Lord. Yeah, and ye shall not swear by my name falsely. So a lot of people are swearing by the most high name falsely because let's say, for instance, because it's going to like a vow or something or something that I, I'm going to agree that I'm going to do, Lord, and don't follow through. You understand? So that's taking the Lord thy God name in vain. When you say you're going to do something in the name of God, you're supposed to follow through with what you say you're going to do, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you an example according to the scriptures. Let's go to Acts. Acts chapter 5. All right, Acts chapter 5 and read verse 1. <laughs> and let's see, <laughs> does this scripture still exist? Acts chapter 5, verse 1, read that. But a certain man named Ananias, Ananias with Sapphira, mm -hmm. his wife, sold a possession mm -hmm. and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and bought a certain part. And laid it at the apostles' feet. Mm -hmm. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the price of the land? Yeah, because they, they already said what they were going to do. They already said that I'm going to give up a certain amount, and, 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 and that's what they're supposed to stick with, that word. Their words were supposed to stick on what they were going to say yeah. and what they were going to do and what they were going to complete. In the name of God, right? Mm -hmm. All right, read on. What remained, was it not thy own? And after it was sold, was it not in thy own power? Why hast thou conceived? Mm -hmm. Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Yeah, because now you lied unto God because you didn't keep that oath. You didn't keep that vow that you gave to the Most High God, brother. You understand? Mm -hmm. And this is something that, this is how you take the Lord thy God name in vain because of the actions that you, you're not following through with. You said it with your mouth, but you ain't followed through with the action. You see? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people got to understand that. That's how you take the Lord. That's another way of how you take the Lord thy God name in vain. But what happened? Let's read verse 5 and we're going to move on. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the spirit, or gave up the ghost. Mm -hmm. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. Yeah, because if you're going to keep your word and you're going to do what the Most High said to do, or you're going to keep this vow to the Most High, you got to follow through with what you're going to say or don't say it. Mm -hmm. Because he didn't have to give up the money and his possession of his home, but that's something he already said he was going to do. And then him and his wife, what? came together again with a different council between themselves and said, nah, we're not going to give up all the money we said we're going to give. We're only going to give up this much now. Yeah. And the Most High said you lied to the Holy Spirit because you ain't just lied to men, you lied to the Most High God. So yeah. this is why we got to be careful on what we say and how we got to follow through in the eyes of the Most High God. Right. Let me pull out this one more before I give it to you. Just this last one, and then I'm going to give it to you. 
Matthews chapter 5. All right. This is something that's real common, I said earlier, that that Christians do. Something real simple, but it's still talking about the same thing. Matthews 5, start at verse uh, 33. Matthews 5:33. Again, ye have heard that it has been said by them of old times, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thy oath. Yeah, because you're supposed to perform your oaths, right? Mm-hmm. So you ain't supposed to swear, you're just supposed to perform. He's telling you, remember how before we just read in the law, we read that. Yeah. We just read it. Yeah, you can't, you, you lying. You lied to the Holy Spirit. We just read homeboy lied to the Holy Spirit, him and his wife. So you're saying right here, um, but thou, excuse me, but shall perform unto the Lord thy oaths. But further up it says, thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shall perform unto the Lord thy oaths. Read on. But I say unto you, swear not at all. Neither by heaven, but it is God's throne. So we're not supposed to swear at all, brother. But this is something that Christians don't even know because when they go in front of the courts, they put their hand on the Bible. I swear they tell the truth, nothing but the truth. Right? So my God, or however they say it. And and that's what they do. Not understand the most high said, don't swear at all. We ain't supposed to do that. But that's something that's just small. Seems to be small, but it ain't small because God told us don't do it. It's done a lot in this in the society that we in. You got to swear yourself into the military. Yeah. You know, Obama will become president. You got to be sworn. Got to be sworn in. in. And all that. So yeah. They do it a lot in this in the society. But they do have a procedure for you if you tell them that because your religion, or uh, your religious beliefs, you can't yeah. do it. Yeah. They, have a, they do have a procedure that they'll do because I had to do that one. I, I had to do that too. Me, and I told them I couldn't swear. Exactly. And they had a different procedure than they did for me. Exactly. Me too. But read on, verse thirty-four. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it for it is the, his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great kings. Neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou cannot make one hair white or black. But let your com- communication be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these. Committed evil. Yeah, so if anything Yeah, if anything it says for whatsoever is more than these cometh cometh of evil. So swearing on the Bible and swearing, you know, on anything, like some people say, I swear on my mother, I swear on my mother I ain't do that. Or I swear I, you know, to God or whatever, I didn't you know, I didn't do that, or I swear you don't believe me. And some people use that so people could be like, Oh, he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Really, inwardly he lying like a mug. Because why? Our communication ain't supposed to be that Because other people are being fooled by you saying that You understand? Instead of you just saying yes or no But we know according to the scriptures Thou should not lie mm-hmm. towards one another so Why I gotta swear at all? Yeah. We ain't even supposed to lie at all So now they, they, they're, gonna, they're gonna use that To get away with things That they're really actually lying on You know? Yeah. So yeah. with that, go ahead and I'll let you uh, I got a few scriptures I'd like to pull out on um, one of them I'm going to show you, one of the things we got to realize is, uh, uh, I can go to Exodus 5 and 9 real quick. Because the the word, I, don't, I think yeah. a lot of people don't quite understand how that word uh, vain is being used in the scriptures when it says, Thou shalt not use the, take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You got that, Exodus, the fifth chapter? Because I'm going to show you an example. Exodus, the 20th? Um, Exodus 5, 5 and oh. 9. Oh, okay. 
Exodus chapter 5, verse 9. And it reads. This is um, the um, the Pharaoh speaking, because when, Mo- when Moses came to the Pharaoh and told him that to let Israel go, this is what he said, because he didn't believe. This is one of the comments he made. I'm going to go right to the point, 5 and 9. Exodus chapter 5, verse 9. Let, let their, excuse me, let their more work be laid upon the men, that they may labor therein. So he's trying to say, you know, the Mo- Moses said to let the Israelites go. He said, put more work on them. All right, put more work on them so they, they, they won't be occupied with worrying about God. All right, we on? And let them not regard vain words. And the, and the taskmaster of the people went out. So it says, let them not regard vain words. Mm-hmm. So the vain words he's talking about was what Moses was saying, to let his people go so they may serve him or else, you know, this is going to happen. So he's saying, don't regard vain words. And one of the things that when mm, you look up the yeah. word vain, yeah. it means uh, there's a few meanings for the word vain. It's a lie, false words, or falsehood, yeah. deceitful, uh-huh. emptiness, nothingness, vanity. Exactly. So, basically, he's saying what Moses said was lying words. Wow. You know? So, now, let's go to, uh, go to um, 1 Samuel. Go to 1 Samuel 12, chapter. Say that again, I'm sorry. Oh, 1 Samuel, chapter 12. So the brother had pulled out some scriptures showing you that we can't use the the word of the Most High in lies. So the scripture says, thou shalt not use the name of the Lord in vain, right? Mm -hmm. So we have an understanding that something that's vain is a lie. Something that's vain is nothing. It's something that's nothing. It has nothing to it. Mm -hmm. It's made up. So if I was to take something like Christmas and said, this is... We know Christmas ain't true. We know Christmas come from the worship of the sun god. So if I was to take that and say this is of God or God told us to do this, then I'm using the name of God in a lie. And at the same time, I'm using the name of the Lord in vain. I'm using something that he didn't say and saying he said it. That's one way of using his name in vain or using his name and taking his name in lies. Exactly. So read First uh, Samuel chapter 12. Yeah, start at verse 20, 20 and 21. First Samuel chapter 12, verse 20. And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, ye have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And turn ye not aside, for then should ye go after vain things, so he said, which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. So I want to check that out. Mm-hmm. It says, the scripture said, And Simon said unto the people, Fear not, ye have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your hearts. And turn ye not aside, for then, this is what happens, when you serve the Lord, you're in righteousness, you're in truth. But when you go out of, outside of following the Lord, verse 21 said, yeah. And turn ye not aside, for then shall ye go after vain things. Mm-hmm. Which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. That's right. So everything outside of the Most High or the, or His Word mm-hmm. is vain. Exactly. It's nothing. It's falsehood. So if you take something outside of the words of God and said that this is of Christ, you're taking His name in a lie. You you putting you stabbing it, stabbing a lie on His name. Exactly. 
You know, you slapping a lot on this man. I want to look at a couple more scriptures on that. Go to um, Proverbs 30. Proverbs, and, Proverbs chapter 30. Yeah, and it gets even worse if you... If worse. You, it, gets, it gets worse if you say you're a servant of the Most High mm-hmm. and you're doing this. Exactly. That's, that's another point I want to bring out. Yeah, I want. I got a scripture or two on that. So. All right, all right. Just got give me a couple more scriptures and I'm. No, we straight. Proverbs uh, thirty verse eight and nine, please. Proverbs chapter thirty verse eight. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me, lest I be full and deny thee and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and still and take the name of my God in vain. See? So that's a perfect example. Hell yeah. I mean, excuse me. Heck yeah. <laughs> you had, uh, well, I speak, get uh, Romans real quick, Romans the third chapter to back to back that up. Mm-hmm. And if you are a servant of God and you out there preaching the word of God and then you a thief. You mean Romans 2 or Romans 3? Yeah, Romans 3. Okay. Romans 3.21. Okay. Because this, this is saying, this scripture is saying the same thing. You are a servant of the Most High and you out there being a thief. You supposed to be representing righteousness, and you're a thief. Then you taking the name of the Lord in vain, mm-hmm. because the Most High didn't say for us to steal. The Most High said, "Thou will not steal," right? Exactly. And this right here breaks it down, explains it. Romans three, verse twenty-one down to twenty-four. Romans chapter three, verse twenty-one. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being manifested by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. You sure you got the right scripture? You said mm-hmm. Romans 3. You might be right then. I might have missed. Sorry about that. Let me, let me get that. Let me you start. mean Romans 2. Yeah, Romans 2. Yeah, because that. I got that too. Romans 2 is what you meant. But where you want to start at 21, though, on that too? All right, Romans chapter 2, verse 21. Thou, therefore, which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself? Thou that preaches a man should not steal, does thou steal? See, that's what the brother just said. I'll become a thief, I'll take the name of the Lord in vain. Exactly. But, hey, you know. Thou that sayest a man should not commit adultery, does thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorrest idols, do thou commit sacrilege? sacrilege? Thou that makest thy boast of the law, through breaking the law, dishonors thou God. For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you, as it is written. Keep going. Yeah. So the no, name of no. God is blasphemed among us. If yeah. we we selling people don't worship idolatry, and we out there celebrating Christmas. Mm-hmm. So what are we saying? We telling people that God is about Christmas. You know what I'm saying? We telling people, look, don't steal, and we out there still. So we saying God, God is about stealing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We not only we're not only hypocrites and false worshippers of the Most High, but but the name of God is blasphemed through us. By doing these things. And is it actual, because this is one of the points I also want to bring out on this scripture, is that for the name of God is blaspheming among the Gentiles through you, right back to the name again. Mm-hmm. And is it actually talking about, like we said earlier, about the name per se? Exactly. Because it's really talking about, if you read it and you see the stealing, the adultery, and, and, and idolatry, is how his name is being blasphemed. Because you're committing such acts that is contrary to doctrine. That's why the scripture proves to you that the name isn't talking about the actual name, either Yahweh or or Yahweh or Jehovah or whatever name you want to say God is. It's talking about the actions of the law 
that you're breaking. It's not talking about a pronunciation of a word. Exactly. It's not talking about that. This is the scripture that proves, for the name of God is blaspheming among the Gentiles through you as it is written. Because you are serving idolatry. Yeah. Because you are stealing. And you are committing adultery. And how are you going to teach somebody else to do the opposite? Thou shalt not when you're doing it. Because, and it also shows you that taking the name of the Lord in vain mm -hmm. is just not by words, mm -hmm. but it's also by actions. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're stealing, you're taking his name in vain, but you're not saying something. You're not saying a word. Yeah. You're not pronouncing no word out of your mouth. Exactly. But your actions, when people know you to be a follower, when you say you will follow the Most High and you're doing something contrary, you're taking his name in vain. Wait a minute. What are you doing? Exactly. You telling me I can be, follow the Lord and do this too? You can say one thing and be a hypocrite and yeah. do the opposite. You can you oh you got signs um people with signs saying um people are homosexuals say God love us too. Mm -hmm. Where what scripture is that? God loves homosexuals. Nowhere. There's no scriptures on that. So you taking the name of the Lord and you putting it into a lie. Exactly. And you justifying people doing those actions and having those behaviors. When the Lord didn't ordain that. Exactly. Right. One last scripture and I'm and I'm done. All right. Um. Uh, give me Psalms, one thirty nine, verse twenty. Because this is what they're doing when they saying when they saying things that that the Lord did not ordain and saying the Lord ordained it. Psalms one hundred and forty, and verse one hundred thirty nine. One thirty. Excuse me. I'm sorry. 139 and verse 20. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thy enemies take thy name in vain. So that's what they're doing. They're speaking against the Most High wickedly. Mm -hmm. They're taking his name in vain. They're blaspheming his name by saying he he, he ordained things or he, he, he put up Christmas. He said Easter's okay. Easter's for God. Sunday worship. God wants us to worship us. That's all taking the Lord's name in vain because it's unprofitable. Exactly. Mosiah didn't ordain it. He didn't tell us to do it. And you're just making something up, man. You're speaking wickedly against the Mosiah and you're making things up and you're putting lies upon his name. Exactly. Alright, that's all I have. Jeremiah chapter 23. Go to the book of Jeremiah chapter 23. Dealing with things like this, we always go to the scripture here. Showing more proof and adding to what the brother just brought up. That talking about me in vain. And this scripture really shows you. Jeremiah chapter 23, read verse uh, 25. I have heard what the prophets said that prophesied lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed. I have dreamed. <laughs> just that scripture alone, you know what I mean? We got we to gotta revisit that one more time. I have heard what the prophets said, that prophesy, prophesy lies in my name, okay? Saying, I have dream, I have dream. Because you just finished saying that the homosexuals are running around here marrying like it's okay, man. Getting married with men. Women getting married with women. And it's okay in the name of God. In God's name they're doing this, brother. In his name they are doing this. Let's say... Uh, you know, we said it earlier. We keep. I'm repeating it again. You know, I don't care. It's redundant. I'm repeating it again. Jehovah, Yahweh, Yahweh. Okay, 
They're saying all these things. I have heard the prophet said and prophesied lies in my name, saying I have dreamed, I have dreamed. Why? Because Jehovah Witnesses, what are they saying in his name? Because they're saying it's in the name of God, right? Mm -hmm. Jehovah Witnesses. They believe that they are the chosen people of God. When the scripture says that the Israelites are the chosen people of God. When they hand you a pamphlet, they give you a white image of a Christ with blonde hair and blue eyes. Okay? That image is not in the Bible. He had woolly hair and he was dark skinned. That's according to the scriptures, brother. So they're lying in his name. Okay, you got this dude, GMS dude, Taharnam from the um, the Black Hebrew Israelites. They're lying in the name of God by saying you can rape women. They're lying in the name of God. You understand? You gotta learn the name um, um, Yahweh in the Hebrew. You gotta know Hebrew. They're lying in the names of God's name. You understand? And you got you got Christians that are doing the same thing in God's name. They say Sunday. Is the Sabbath day. They're lying in God's name. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter. They're all lying in the name of God, brother. So these are the things they're doing in God's name. So people got to do research and understand and read. Find out what is being vain. Because a lie is what's being vain in his name, all right? So let's read on. Read uh, Jeremiah 23 and 25 one more time. All right, read up. I have heard what the prophets said that prophesied lies in my name, saying, I have dreams, I have dreams. Because the dream is going right back to the imagination of the heart. That's what the dream is going into. Exactly. Okay. Their own thoughts, their own ideas, exactly. their own opinions. Exactly. Now read verse 26. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesied lies? Yea. They are prophets of, of the deceit of their own heart. Right back to the dreams. Because it's letting you know it's in the, in the deceit of their own heart. Because they have dreamt this up, brother. They have came up with these ideas for the imagination of their heart. And how they lie. Because even with Jehovah Witness, come on, the foundation of that comes from man. Mm-hmm. You understand? So that came from his own heart. And now a lot of millions of people is following it. It was a dream that he had. And now he's teaching it that the Jehovah Witness are what? The people of God. And now everyone, that's a Jehovah Witness, actually believes it. You see? Yeah. And and like we like we read in uh first Samuel the twelfth chapter, mm-hmm. if it's not in the words of God, mm-hmm. then it's vain. Exactly. So your dreams is vain. Mm-hmm. So re- read verse twenty seven now. Which thing which thing to cause my people to forget my name <laughs> by their dreams? Which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. All right. So this scripture right here is hot because it says, "Which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams." This is the point. How are they going to forget a word by somebody telling them a dream? Because we we like we've been saying is so redundant. It's not actually talking about a name per se. It's talking about an action. Because how do we know that all the way? Because even when you when you go further back, when we read verse 25, I'm going to read verse 25. I have heard what the prophets said that prophesies lies in my name. So they're actually using God's name when they're teaching this. 
So it ain't talking about a name. They make it think that it's coming from the power of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Exactly. The God of the Bible. Exactly. But it's not coming from him. But it's not coming from him. So people got to understand. So when you go to verse... Just like we were talking about, you know, homosexuals getting mad in the church. They make mm-hmm. you think it's coming from him. That's right. Oh, he said it's okay. He loves us too. I'm a Christian. Exactly. So you saying you're a Christian, you taking the name of the Lord in vain by saying that because... Mm-hmm. You're not following his word. You're not. You're not following his example. So now you've taken up, you forgot the most high God's name, and now you're taking up Baal now because what he represents. And they ain't talking about, oh, I forgot his name was Jehovah, and now his name is Baal. It's not saying it like that. What it's saying is you forgot my ways on how to follow me, and now you're following the ways of Baal, but you're still using the same name that's supposed to stand for me. So it doesn't even matter about a name. It's talking about actions, man, and what they're following. All right? So uh, read uh, verse 27 one more time. Okay. Um, which thinks to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. Now jump down to verse 31 and read 31 and 32 together. Behold, I am against the prophets, said the Lord, that use their tongue and say, he says. Stop there. <laughs> and that's the key point because you saying that the Lord said that a man and a man can marry in the name of Christ. He never said that. He never said that. So you can't say the Lord said that you could celebrate Christmas because he never said that. You can't say that um, that two women can marry because he never said that. Okay, he never said that you got to know Yahweh and know that's his name and know Hebrew. He never said that. You understand? So these things he never said. Yeah. All right, so read verse uh, 32. Read verse 32. Verse 32. Mm-hmm. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, said the Lord, and do tell them and cause my people to err. By their lies and by their likeness. By their likeness. Yet I send them not. I didn't send them. Read on. Nor command them. I didn't command them to give you that. All right? Go ahead. Therefore they shall not profit this people at all, said the Lord. Going right back into vanity. Being vain again. It's not going to profit you because it's worthless. I didn't tell them that. And there's more proof in the scripture in verse 31. Um, I mean, in verse 32, behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and and um, and do not tell them. Oh, my bad. Verse 31. Behold, I'm against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongue and say he saith. Because that's the whole point. It's, it's reiterating again. It's saying it again. It's repeating it again by saying what? That they're using my name and they're saying I'm saying it. So, you know, I'm saying it again when you go up to verse uh, 27. Which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor as they as their fathers have forgotten my name for Bell. All right. Exactly. So it's just showing you, brother, that it ain't talking about a name per se because they're still using his, his, his title, his name, but yet they're teaching a different doctrine. And that's what that scripture's saying. It ain't talking about you gotta know the name. You know, so I'm just, you know, I know I'm killing it and being redundant, but it's a it's a key factor, a key point, because a lot of people are really stuck on stupid. They're really stuck on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
But I want to close it out with this with this scripture right here. Jeremiah chapter 7. Go to chapter 7 now. Let's close it out with chapter 7. All right. And uh, read, read verse 1. Jeremiah 7 and 1. Yeah, read that. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Stand in the gate of the Lord's, of the Lord's house, and proclaim there this word, and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all ye of Judah, that enter in these gates to worship the Lord. Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Trust ye not in lying words, saying, The temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. For if ye, ye truly amend your ways and your doings, if ye truly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if ye, if ye oppress not the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, and shed not innocent blood in this place, neither walk after other gods to your hurt, then will I cause you to dwell in this place, in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. See, and that's what's wrong with a lot of these people. They trust in lying words that cannot profit. We got to be focused on repenting. That's what this is all saying. We got to be focused. Keep reading. That's what's going to profit us. Exactly. Keep reading. Verse 9. Will ye still murder and commit adultery and swear falsely and burn incense unto Baal? And walk after other gods whom you knew not, okay. and come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, hmm. and say, We are delivered to do all these abominations. And that's what this world is thinking that we could adopt the other pagan traditions and bring them into the house of the Most High in His name. We can't do that. Jump to verse 23, and that's my last scripture. Read that. But this thing command I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God. And ye shall be my people, and walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well unto you. So we got to read the oracles of God and understand what he wants from us, and we got to obey his voice, and we shall not walk in vanity then. And we will not take the Lord of God in vain. Okay? And with that, if you got any closing words. Yeah, yeah basically, so, you know, if we could use whatever term you're using to call on the Father, if you're not keeping his commandments, you're taking his name in vain. You know what I'm saying? Because as long as you're walking in lies or things that's contrary to the worries of the Most High, you're taking his name in vain. If you say you're a worshiper of the Most High and you're doing things contrary to his word, his laws, stealing, you're taking his name in vain. That's uh, you know, we hope uh, the scriptures was edifying. We hope... Uh, the most high, open up your mind to receive yeah. Um That's all. Giving all praises to the most high in Christ. And most high in Christ bless you and bless your understanding. And with that, we say shalom. All right, shalom. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to contact us or learn more about the Body of Christ Church, you may do so by calling, emailing, or by visiting our website. Our telephone number is one 871 1712. Our email address is bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Ureach is the letter U followed by the word reach. So that's bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Our website, thebocc.com, 
contains our telephone number and email address, as well as audio and video biblical lessons and other information geared toward edification and repentance and good works. Again, our website address is the DOCC.com, so please feel free to connect with us today.